This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out weknowpodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. I have a special guest here with me today, friend, coworker, colleague, I would say, Ashley of mine. Um, she's fantastic. She is the founder of A Squared Online. Her team helps lifestyle-driven entrepreneurs take back their freedom through powerful systems and effective delegation, which is something that I am dabbling in currently. So I am really excited for today's podcast episode. I want to remind you guys, if you do love our show, please do us a solid leave us a five-star apple written podcast review if you do so take a screenshot or leave your instagram handle in there and you will be entered into a poll to win a free 25 dollars starbucks gift card or a local mom and pop coffee shop gift cards we can support some local businesses in your area so ashley thank you so much for coming on i am so excited to have you obviously this is a topic that all entrepreneurs need to be covered. And especially as we're expanding and online business is more powerful than ever before, I would say, you know, in these past few months. So I just can't wait to have you on. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the invitation, Caitlin. I'm really excited to chat about this because I 100% agree. You know, there's so many more people learning how to build a business and it's an incredibly powerful tool for having the kinds of lives that we want. So I'm excited to chat about that. Oh, totally. And you know, that's what the end of mind is all about. So we're so passionate about creating that lifestyle. And, you know, I want to share with our listeners because a lot of our listeners have either dabbled in building their own business or they're currently just starting out. And I want to talk about some of that fear that comes up for a lot of us. Cause even now, you know, I can get fearful whether I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And I would love to hear your approach and how you you look at that scary side of developing a business? Yeah, this has been a constant battle for me. And I'm four years in and it's definitely 
still there though, not as noisy, not as overwhelming. <laughs> you know, uh, in the first year or two of my business, I would, you know, have times where I'd go look at job boards and be like, no, 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 I'm coming back. I'm doing this. <laughs> so yeah. that fear is very real. And I've kind of learned in some ways to make friends with it, to say, all right, this is this is part of what living at constantly at the cutting edge of my own abilities and my own comfort zone looks like, right? I'm always pressing against the edges of those things. And that's how I'm growing. So this is going to be part of it. And that's a good thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm one of those unique entrepreneurs in that I never really saw myself as an entrepreneur. I did not have that kind of personality, I thought. You know, I'm not a visionary, big picture thinker, you know, charismatic person. And so it was really cool in a lot of ways to find that I'm not the only one, that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who have stepped into that fear and built a business even if they don't see themselves as the traditional entrepreneur type. Yes, that's such a good point because I feel like there's always a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, Mm -hmm. like we all kind of have, you know, this inner child where it's like, oh, now I actually have to grow up and like fend for myself, (laughs) you know, like I remember turn 24, it was like, oh, I'm really out on my own, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody's coming to save me. Yeah. It's kind of heart-wrenching when you Mm -hmm. first figure that out, but Mm -hmm. I feel like you go through that in business as well. And hopefully you get to that point where it isn't as scary or like you said, you make friends with it. So you're comfortable when that fear comes up. It's like, oh, this again, you know? (laughs) (laughs) This is part of it. All right. (laughs) Yes, we're moving forward. So that kind of Mm -hmm. leads us into our next question. Like, how did you get into this line of work? You know, was uh, you mentioned, you know, this wasn't your personality at first. I -hmm. always say that about Meraki as well. You know, I was not an Instagram influencer. I still have my personal profile, like from college in high yeah. school. So <laughs> I was not accepting this for myself either. So I would love to mm. hear, you know, what was your background like before? And how do you think that that even helped you, you know, expand and take this leap of faith, really? Yeah, yeah. So my last corporate job was in a big consulting firm, I was in operations project management work there, and had kind of hit the limits of, of that role, it was time for me to go. But I was still six months away from graduating from grad school, I was doing that at night. And so I was in this weird spot of, okay, do I wait until I graduate? But then we're going to move a few months after that. So do I wait for that? You know, really starting to feel like, you know, I hate that, especially as a woman who was wanting to have children someday, the options I was given were, okay, go, you know, work full time in these really demanding jobs that you, you would get with your degree or give all that up and just quit your job when you have kids. And I didn't love that those were the two options, right? (laughs) It's like, there's got to be more options than this. There's got to be a way to be able to have my work life and my home life integrate with each other instead of always being in competition. And I've heard this from a lot of people, not just parents, right? You know, how do I also have the life that I want to have, whatever that looks like. So I felt like it was a good time to maybe just try it for a few months. So it was really just a few month thing. 
Like, all right, I'm going to do this till I graduate. Let's see what happens. If I can't hack it, I'll go get a job after I graduate. So I started it as a bit of an experiment, but I became very addicted isn't the right word, but it was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not going back. Once I got used to working for myself and, and that freedom and that choice to make those decisions for myself. And it's, you know, it's still scary to have that level of autonomy in your life because then it comes, you know, the buck stops with you. But that's kind of how I started out was just let me dip my toe in for a few months, give this a go see what happens. And I've never gone back. And now four years later, we're here. I love Mm -hmm. it. That's fantastic. And I think that that's such a great approach. You know, like we always talk about experimentation as well, whether it's with social media or Mm -hmm. approaching life, you know, you try something and it doesn't work, then you can go back to the drawing board and giving yourself some of that grace, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's not a failure. It's an experiment. You learn something from the experiment and learning something from an experiment means a successful experiment. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so true. Cause it's like, you're gaining market research either way, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I want this certain, maybe I want to work from home structure. If, you know, starting a business isn't for me, then maybe I just really need to be at home. That's where I'm comfortable. That's where I'm the most productive. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different things that I feel like you can find out about yourself if you're willing to experiment and look at life like that for sure. So kudos yeah. for that. I love that approach. And you know, this again kind of does lead us into this next question as well. How do you help business owners find that focus? You know, if they are kind of scattered, maybe they are in between, you know, working a nine to five, a lot of of our listeners sometimes have, you know, multiple jobs and maybe their business is a side hustle currently. Mm-hmm. So how can they gain that focus, find maybe not even their niche, but that one thing, you know, that's going to get them to that next level? Oh, that's a really good question. A lot of what I've talked with my clients about is really kind of going to work with how we think about time and how we use time. So it becomes this very fundamental discussion, right? Of, okay, I have all these different things I want to do. I want to just go, you know, full force in all these different directions. How in the world do I do this? Right. And so we always start with a a recognition that we actually are, you know, human beings and limited. And that, you know, if we feel like we can do it all at once, we're always going to end up just exhausted and, frustrated and not getting anywhere that we want to go, which then can lead to the cycle of shame and helplessness and paralysis, right? So it always kind of starts with the spot of, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do all of these things right now, right? But creating space to focus on something for a period of time with the knowledge that you can always come back to those other ideas. Um, So we do planning in just six-week cycles, is all instead of planning for an entire year to say, all right, what can you commit to for the next six weeks? I'm going to focus on this one project for six weeks. Any new ideas that come up, new things you want to try, other passions you want to explore, you can write them down. You can have a place for those to live, but you don't start them, right? You just focus on what you're working on for six weeks. And a lot of times that'll give you enough space to make really good progress on the thing you're working on. So you actually see that you're feeling momentum like, wow, I really moved this forward. And it gives you a little breathing space on your new ideas too, because a lot of times we get really enamored by our own good ideas. And with some space, you might look at it and be like, you know what? I don't think that's the right idea right now. 
maybe next year. We'll come back to it next year. <laughs> and it can kind of cool, give them some cooling room before just jumping in and going with it and then feeling like you have a lot of half-finished projects of things that you really care about, but aren't bringing across the finish line the way you want to. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And even like on the podcast in the past, I've shared, you know, I've made some bad decisions with investments Mm, in applications, you know, that maybe were like a contract or something. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you always get out of it. And I think that that is the most important part of starting a business because the anxiety can take over, the overwhelm can come in and, you know, you're just kind of pumping out content or Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with the Joneses almost and Mm -hmm. it ends up hurting you in the long run when you're not making those aligned decisions. Right. Right. And it's, it's hard not to do, right? But yeah, just having a little bit of space to to make those calls and to focus on something and to run experiments and see what happens, you know, yeah, it just gives us all a chance to learn and develop and evolve and know that we're not going to always quote unquote, get it right the first time. Right. That's not, that's not a thing. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that too, because I think that there's certain, when you're in social media, you know, because a lot of our listeners are more social media driven or Mm -hmm. they came across the podcast on social media. And a big topic here is mental health as well. So how can we pull back, you know, maybe from engaging Mm -hmm. on social and comparisonitis, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. because it's real and it's crippling. It's almost the paralysis that you mentioned where you're kind of like, oh my gosh, everyone else out there is doing all of these amazing things. And I'm sitting, mm-hmm. in, you know, at the time I'm, I was sitting in my mom's basement, you know, mm-hmm. business. <laughs> so it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. to regain that focus. And I think that this also kind of leads us into like the delegation topic as well, because mm-hmm. as being a business owner, if you just kind of hold on to everything so tight, then you definitely don't have the space to even come up with these creative ideas and right. right and decide what you want. So how do you, you know, explain delegating to your clients and have you worked with clients in the past that are just so not ready to delegate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so interested in this one. Yes, almost exclusively people do not feel ready. <laughs> that yeah. is almost a universal trait or they know they need it, but still there's just that, that tension in the back of their minds. And when I first hired team members felt the exact same thing. So it is a very, very common feeling because this is your baby. You've literally built it from nothing. Right. And it's hard to know how to not just give up control of pieces of the business, but also how to articulate it in a way that someone else can meet the same outcomes and and how to lead another person. And one of the most helpful things for me has been to realize that learning to delegate is one of those life skills that will serve you well throughout your entire existence on this planet, right? Learning how to lead other people. And that can impact how you're interacting with your clients, how you're sharing your ideas with the world, how you parent, how you you know, show up in any kind of leadership role that you might be in. And so for me, I started reframing it not so much as I need someone to do this posting for me. Who can I get to do this posting for me? And every time something goes wrong, then it would have been better for me to do it myself, right? Instead saying, you know what? I'm learning how to lead and I'm going to screw up. And that's part of the process, (laughs) you know, Um, but it's making me a better human being. And this is worth doing for its 
own sake. And then as a side effect, now I get some of these things off of my plate. I'm not having to do these things that I hate doing. And that can help with the stamina piece and the being willing to kind of jump into it, knowing like, I'm not going to get this right on my first round. I'm going to be figuring this out. I'm going to learn what it looks like to lead well. And that's going to take a while. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That quick little mindset shift is such a big motivator. I think that that's so perfect. And again, perfect for the end in mind, because it is so true. Like when I first hired my first, you know, I would say employee, but she's really a subcontractor, you know, that's what we're for Meraki the best currently. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. And she takes so much off our plate. It's like, wow, you know, like I can just outsource some days I get on in my email and then I can focus on podcast recordings or, you know, writing an email to my new email list, which will eventually be launching or these other smaller tasks that you can then almost pour your knowledge into, which I think is the most important part of being a business owner is being able to articulate. So that's so true. Mm -hmm. Delegating would gain that skill for them, which is fantastic. And I feel like, you know, even around the house, it's, it's oozed over. I'm like, you know, I need help with this or like some support, (laughs) you know, taking out the trash or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. because we just moved in, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. So setting into those roles, it does help you in your home life as well. A lot. Mm -hmm. We have the opportunity to lead in so many different ways. Right. And just building a business by default, you're leading, right? You're you're doing something that's never been done exactly that way before and looking to serve other people and inspire other people with a vision that is unique, right? And so there's something really cool about that, learning yeah. to do that. So powerful, you know, and I think that that's, I love how you said, you know, uniquely creating something that no one else has done before. And even Mm -hmm. if, you know, you are that social media manager, maybe listening to this podcast and you think, oh, well, I do what Caitlin does. We do completely (laughs) different things, right? Because different people. Yeah. We're going to have a different approach and all of the branding will be different. The feel will be different, how we work with our clients. And I think that that's so important as well for, you know, our audience to hear and even just everyone in general, like you are uniquely you and you creating a business is adding some sort of education to the world. You know, you're taking that leap of faith. It is so scary. So it's so amazing that we're able to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly exciting and fulfilling work, you know, because you get to deeply develop who you are and how you share your your best gifts with the world, right? With the people that you come in contact with. So, Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And what do you recommend, you know, for maybe some of these business owners or, you know, maybe they're just consumers right now that are maybe thinking about starting a business, as we mentioned, what do you recommend for them with the certain goals? I know that you said your six Mm -hmm. week cycle works well for your clients. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there a structure that we can kind of give them just verbally, you know, to maybe map some of that out themselves before? Or they would get in touch with you, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So most of the time, what gets us stuck is we can sometimes struggle to articulate what it is that we want to have happen, right? With a goal. So it'll be like, I just need to get more clients or I need to 
figure out my marketing, right? I need to fix my marketing. It's probably true. That's what you're experiencing, but it's going to be really hard to know when you have one that, right? It's it's very vague. Um, and so you're going to have a hard time getting a handle on it. And so if you sit down and you have something on your to-do list where you find yourself kind of dodging mm. that project, right? You are way more tempted to to go on Instagram or to get distracted or to check your email or to do something else. That's always a good sign. Like, okay, my brain is throwing up a lot of resistance here. And potentially one of the reasons why is it's not really clear what I even need to do right now. Right. So it can be helpful to kind of look at that and say, all right, this goal is, is vague. Let's define it a little better. Like what does success look like here? So if it's, I need to fix my marketing, quote unquote, it could be like, you know what, what I want to do is I want to start posting every day to my social media channels. That's what I really want to do. Let's just start with that. That's something tangible. And Mm -hmm. so by the end of the six weeks, I want to be in a rhythm where I'm posting every day, right? Now you have something really clear. You know what you're going to do. And then you can reverse engineer that like, okay, maybe my first step is I'm going to start you know, I'm going to find five channels that I really admire and think about what I like about their style. And then I'm going to write down 20 topics that I could talk about over the next month. And then I'm going to, you know, whatever it might be, you can kind of start reverse engineering those things back. And then from there, you have a tangible step. And that first tangible step might be like, I'm going to decide today if my channel is going to be LinkedIn or Instagram. That's what I'm going to do. That's my piece of work today is I'm going to make that decision. When you see that on your to-do list, it's like, oh, I know what I need to do here. Like, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make this decision. And that makes moving towards a goal so much easier because you have these clear steps and you know where you're going and you know what it's going to look like to win on the other side. So you can say, check, I did that thing. Because especially with a goal like fix my marketing, that's not a thing that ever completely finishes. So you want to have goals along the way that actually you can win at. Yeah. What a great tip that is, you know, tangible goals. I think, you know, I'll share this story with you. When I first got started with Meraki, I was working with a coach. She was fantastic at the time and she was teaching me how to run my own course. And Mm -hmm. I had an income goal, you know, by the end of the training that I wanted to meet and I did not meet it. And it blew my ego like Mm -hmm. out the window. You know, I... I felt like I was starting from scratch, even though I gained all of this information for developing an online course. And I actually was able to sell that course, you know, once I did Mm -hmm. some investments around market research and everything else that comes along with it. But Mm -hmm. it definitely threw me into a paralysis, like maybe even a little bit of a depression, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you put so much energy into it and then it flops, it's so difficult to get back on track. Do you have any tips based around something like that as well? You know, for maybe some of our listeners that maybe just might be falling a little bit short of their goal, but they probably gained a lot of education prior. I mean, I think your tip is perfect, right? Kind of reframing and looking at, okay, what did I, what did I gain here? Because yeah, I mean, I have felt the exact same way. I, every year of the last four years, I've set a revenue goal for our year. Every year I have failed to meet that goal. Every single year, just haven't it hasn't happened. It sucks when you kind of realize that, like, oh, cool. Okay. Like we're not there. But you know, every year we've we've grown. We've we've made a little bit more than the year before. And we've learned so many things and we've made these changes that have meant, you know, not moving up a linear scale in the short term, but 
building a stronger foundation for the long term and these different things. And so the thing that's been the most helpful for me is getting outside voices of other entrepreneurs, my coach, other people around me to say, hey, are you focusing on this number or are you focusing on these other pieces? Let's reframe this a little bit. Let's look at this other side of things. Because yeah, me in my head, not great. (laughs) Um, And so it can be really helpful to just get encouragement and have people around you who are cheering for you, supporting you, and also willing to call you out where it's like, hey, yeah, you didn't hit that revenue goal, but what else happened? Let's talk about what else went into that experience and what you're taking out of it. You know, So that can be a huge part of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a great tip as well. Like, you know, just going in reframing, but also giving yourself the grace, you know, like we as well have Mm -hmm. not really reached any revenue goals that I thought that we would, you know, Mm -hmm. this pandemic threw us through a ringer. Oh, yeah. Right? Like every business I think could feel that. And we're Mm -hmm. online, you know, and we still felt it. Yeah. Everyone froze for a while, right? (laughs) That that just affects things. And so, yeah, there's so much room for grace. There's so much room for telling each other the true story as well. Um, Because I think sometimes we're scared to say things like that. So the stories we're hearing are the success stories and those sorts of things when really we need the real honest, in the dirt, getting beat up you know, in the arena stories from each other. It's so true. Like even before we got on, I was sharing with you, like I was just having a crap day the other Mm -hmm. day, you know, and those come, it's like, you're still a human, even though you're a business owner, which Mm -hmm. somewhere along the lines that got lost, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the line is thinner. The border is thinner between your personal life and your professional life because you're bringing your whole self every day and you need your whole self every day when you show up as an entrepreneur. And so, you know, in my last job, I could kind of show up, clock in, do a good job, lock everything out of my brain most of the time, Mm -hmm. and then clock off and go home, you know? But now it's like, no, this is me with all my anxieties and my mental trash and everything else is right here in the middle of my business and I've got to deal with it, you know? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Well said. You know, I, I've shared with the listeners, like I've definitely gone through my own mental health journey like Mm -hmm. through over these past couple months and without starting this business I'm not sure that I would have approached it as quickly or like as early Mm -hmm. on in my life you know I saw Mm -hmm. how it was affecting me in my daily whether that would be like not even really with client relationships so most of the time was me like sweating behind my computer Mm -hmm. wondering what tomorrow's gonna bring you know right like that's no way to live either. I think that that's something that no one talks about in this space, like how the fear can actually really, you know, even scare you out of starting it to begin with because it's just like, why even go for it? You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to bring up all these things. And then it almost looks like this mountain that you have to climb so far away. But the Mm -hmm. more that you do do your business, which I feel like you and I could definitely be a testament for, it's it's easier to do some of that work because you know that you're going to come back even better on the other side in your personal and your business life. So it Mm -hmm. makes it all the more rewarding, I would say, when you do kind of work for yourself as you're doing this self-work on top of it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no joke, but it really is so deeply personally fulfilling. Cause like you said, it, it brings you into alignment with those things. Like what's going on in my head right now? What's going on in my heart? Like what, 
where are these fears coming up from? Where are these anxieties coming from? How can I get the support that I need for that? And when that happens, I think it, it becomes an opportunity to build resilience and find healing and those sorts of things. But it also is just innately challenging on the other side, right? <laughs> so um, yeah. to be kind of prepared for that, jumping in to say, you know what, this is going to be personally challenging. It's not just going to be, you know, learning new skill sets or those sorts of things. It's going to be something that nudges me to grow in ways that I didn't expect. And kind of knowing that going in, because I had no idea going in that was going to be part of it. <laughs> me neither at all. I had no clue. You know, I was starting from very similar as you. I was working for a nonprofit at the time. And I then just, I really did just make the transition in a few months. And mm -hmm. I had no clue what I was getting into, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> no clue what, how much it would change or impact my life. And mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for every step of the way. But I think that that's very true. You know, if you can kind of build up some of that mental rebounding, as they may call it, before you go in, then you almost have a leg up, you know, mm -hmm. when you're approaching the business as well. Yeah. To say, all right, I know going in, this is going to be part of this. So I'm going to get a great counselor. I'm going to have a great support system around me, you know, just being prepared for that. It's it's kind of high octane personal development is really what entrepreneurship becomes. Yes. It's so funny because the end in mind, we actually just changed the name. It's the end in mm. mind colon personal development for entrepreneurs. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> As I was like totally taking that avenue, like without me even it was just natural, you know, mm -hmm. and I think exactly what we're talking about today explains how much it coincides, you know, like they are one when you're doing this. And I mm -hmm. have to ask you this last question, even though we did touch on, you know, some of the challenges that you faced in your business. Can you share with us maybe another of a, one of those challenges or maybe just how, you know, those challenges really did change your mindset overall, maybe how you delegate to your team and how you explain it to them when you don't reach those goals, because that's something that I've definitely had to do recently. And it's a different animal to wrangle, you know, versus being solo entrepreneur to then going to the team and sharing like, maybe we didn't reach this goal, you know? Yeah. Leading a team has been a huge learning curve for me for all of the reasons that we've talked about. And so one of the first times I really experienced a huge challenge in my business was related to that. I was working, you know, full-time plus in my business, found out I was pregnant, realized I had a period of time with a really solid end date on it to figure out how to keep my business running while I was gone on maternity leave, right? And so I hired a couple of people and it was the first time I, I had a, a virtual assistant, but it was the first time I had brought in someone to help me on the client side. And it was really hard to figure out how to unwind some of these old habits and expectations, you know, where I felt like, well, people want to work with me. They, you know, they signed up to work with me because they know me. And how am I going to transition that kind of relationship to another person? And also to be frank, you know, some of these feelings that we have like, oh, there's no one else can, who can do it just like I do, you know, <laughs> um, which feels crazy to even admit out loud, but it's easy to feel that way. And so it was a hard season. I hired them when I was about six months pregnant. So we had three months and then I had to disappear from the business for five weeks. And 
you know, there were pieces of that where I could look at it and be like, oh, that didn't go the way I had hoped. You know, our revenue dropped 40% while I was gone and those sorts of things. And we had a couple of clients choose not to stay on. But then on the flip side, I could look at that and say, okay, sure, we dropped 40%, but we kept 60%. You know, we kept a lot of these clients and they got support while I was completely offline for five weeks, right? And so that was one of my first exercises in reframing that. Like, well, it would have gone to zero, right? (laughs) And it didn't do that if I hadn't gone through this work and learned. And um, Jennifer, who was one of those two people I hired, is still part of the team now, you know, two and a half years later and an incredible, just incredible support system for me. Yeah, it was one of those things where I had to really, in kind of a pressure cooker, learn how to do these things. And this time around, because I'm I'm due with our second child in December, I feel much more ready. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, you know, it's still tricky because now I'm, I'll have two. And so I want to come back at 15 hours a week after I come back from my maternity leave, which is a huge drop from where I am now, you know, but I feel like, okay, I learned so much last time. I'm bringing this in this time. I think we have the pieces we need. We have the support we need. We're in a stronger position. And so comparing those two has been really helpful to see that progress because sometimes it's hard to see our own progress. Yeah. Yeah. That was a kind of a wild time. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, we do have a lot of moms that are listeners as well. And I know mm-hmm. they're going to resonate with this, you know, and I know it's no comparison, but I remember when I got my puppy, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, my yeah. whole thing. <laughs> it's a big responsibility. <laughs> they're basically toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, no comparison, but it did feel like mm-hmm. that, you know, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have to allocate like five hours a day to like catering to this little thing that needs me all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I totally feel you on that revenue adjustment and also those clients that hopefully were moving on helped you guys identify like this next route, you know, who's going to stick around and who's that real ideal client that's, you know, resilient and wants to move forward with the business and grow, you know, so I'm sure that you guys definitely learned so much, but what Mm -hmm. a crazy whirlwind, you know, to just be thrown into it like that. It's a (laughs) lot. Yeah. It was good for me though, you know, because delegation is so hard. I probably would have waited much longer if I didn't have this thing where it's like, well, this baby's coming whether I'm ready or not, so I better get ready, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so great. And I just want to thank you again so much for coming on and sharing all of your wonderful stories and how to approach, you know, some of these goals and delegations. I know that the listeners, we haven't really covered this type of topic before. Um, I have to say the goal setting is definitely a limiting belief of mine, like because Mm. of the past experience that I've shared with you today. So it's something that I want to get back to, you know, how can I start to set those goals that will feel fulfilling. So Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you so much for explaining that and sharing some of your strategies with us today. Of course. I hope they're they're really helpful. And I'm here anytime if anyone has questions too. I'd love to help. How should they get in touch with you? What is the best way for our listeners to reach out to you? And then we'll also have all of Ashley's information in our show notes below. So if you guys don't get any of this in the audio, just click the show notes and you can connect with her that way as well. 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we're on Instagram under a squared online, which is the name of my business. So we hang out a little bit there, my team and I, and then you can also find me on all the socials or our websites, a squared online.com as well. Perfect. Awesome. And if you want to reach out to her, you can DM her, send her a message through her website. Um, I know Mm -hmm. how talented and amazing Ashley is. So I definitely recommend you guys to reach out to her team. If this is a place or in alignment of the things that you need, she does work with a lot of um, business owners at all levels as well, right? It's not really awesome. Great. We like the solopreneur, small, small agency crew. It's a great group of people. (laughs) Yes, that's us. That's all of us. I love it so much. Thank you so much again. I really appreciated you coming on. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.